0: Church family, we've entered another week, and now we are in Exodus chapter eighteen. Uh, you might have heard this passage recently because I think PHM references to it. Uh, this is what modern people, I mean theologians, called the, the Jethro principle. It's familiar to us because it's really the part part of Scripture where. We as New Testament and even Old Testament saints, we understand like, okay, ministry is hard and we cannot do it ourselves. And there are just ways in which we can effectively utilize other people to do more ministry. Um, If you look at any successful business, it's never run by one person only. There's always going to be some sort of delegation. Other people are going to be head of different departments. Yes, you may have one like like chief executive officer, but they have other people below them to help them do their task. And that's how they're successful. They, they, they're they uh, trained uh, or they're hired uh, for a particular task, and they're supposed to go and, and, and you know, work together. And that's what the, we see here in this chapter. Uh, we see here that this is a very unique situation because up until this point, uh, Moses was really doing everything by himself. Uh, I can't imagine what that's like. I, I, even now in our church when you know I have other people that I work alongside with, it does feel overwhelming and difficult because there's so many things going on and the, and the work never seemed to stop. So I can't imagine how difficult it would be when Moses, before you know, the first 17 chapters, what is it was like for him to do everything, um, because that was his role, he he thought that he could just do everything himself, and what's interesting is that God doesn't actually tell him that, he just tells him to be a leader, and I think this chapter, in a lot of ways, is God's grace in Moses' life, so that he can get help and gets assistance, and it's f- fascinating too, because it's kind of, almost like a, like a interlude in a way because up until this point they're just complaining and then they're going from one place to another now the story kind of halts a little bit so that you can see uh moses learning something that can actually benefit him and then this principle actually carries throughout history and even to our day so today uh we're gonna i'm just gonna talk through this passage and as i talk through it and wednesday and friday we'll, we'll give some practical application for us uh, but this is i think a very helpful tool if you're a ministry leader yeah i know there's a whole bunch here and that's good that shows that our church has a lot of ministries going on um, but at some point you need to understand that you cannot do your, whatever ministry you're in you cannot do it by yourself you need other people to help you in order for that ministry to be successful so let's look at this chapter uh, chapter 18 of exodus now, Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father in law, heard of all that God has done for Moses and for Israel, his people, how Yahweh had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now, what's fascinating here is that Jethro, you know, he's, he's shown up before, but this is like, you know, way back in Exodus chapter 2, I believe, is when you see Jethro. Now, he finally makes a reappearance, and um, he's heard of this. and He's from Midian, he's basically a Gentile, um, and he heard about God. He heard about what god has done so somehow even like the parting in the red sea everything the news has spread throughout canaan that there is uh there's this one group of people led by yahweh and they level the egyptian army and, and jethro heard about this and now is like when oh, i go i see my son-in-law verse 2 jethro moses father-in-law took moses wife Zipporah after he had sent her away and her two sons with of whom one was named gershom For Moses said, I have been a soldier in a foreign land, the other named Eliezer, for he said, God, the God of my father was my help and deliverer, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. So basically, he just brought his, you know, the grandkids as well, and his daughter. Uh, Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was camped at the Mount of God. This is basically right below where the Ten Commandments is going to be, uh, be taking place. So, just a little FYI of the future of, the, of next week. Verse six. He went to Moses. He went. He sent word to Moses, "I, your father-in-law Jethro, coming to you with your with your wife and her two sons with her." Then Moses went on, out to meet his father-in-law. He bowed down and kissed him, and they and they asked each other of the welfare and went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that had, all that Yahweh had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship and all that had befallen them on the journey, how Yahweh had delivered them. And this is really cool. This Moses just you know, recounting basically the book, the first 16 chapter of Exodus, um, just sharing and telling like what it was like. And I wish I was a fly on the wall there just to hear, like you know how the other flies <laughs> took out Egypt and how. Um, you know, all the gnats and all the <coughs> all the plagues and everything and um just seeing like just being a witness and, and just seeing moses talk about these things and i'm sure he talked about it because you know unlike the israelites some of the israelites that were crumbling complain you know moses was one of those faithful individuals he wasn't perfect but he was very faithful because he internalized all the things that god has done he's now telling his father-in-law and i do believe this is actually the point where he Really get saved. Jethro wasn't a believer, he was a Midian priest. He's like, you know, he's like basically an, like, uh, he was like worshiping another cult. But yet, somewhere along the line, he realizes that Yahweh is the true God. Verse 9 Jethro rejoiced over all uh, the goodness which Yahweh had done to Israel in, in delivering them from the hand of the Egyptians. So Jethro said, Blessed be Yahweh who delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh who delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know Yahweh is greater than all the gods. Indeed, it was proven when they dealt proudly against the people. This is where I say, like, yeah, I think this is where he repented. This is where he came to saving faith. He actually started being to worship Yahweh because he sees that Yahweh is the one true God. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God, and Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law before God. Verse 13, It came about the next day that Moses sat to judge people, and people stood about Moses from morning until evening. Now when Moses' father-in-law saw all this, saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, what is this thing you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judges, and all the people stand about you from morning till evening? So this is basically like, uh, Jethro sees his son-in-law, and he's like surrounded by people, like 360s, like, and they just keep like, okay, take a number, take a number, it's like, okay, next, and then they uh, they bring him to a situation, but answers was them, okay, next, and it just kind of just keeps going, going, it goes, it goes from day, and morning to night, and you could imagine the last person in line. And he's like, okay, no, I, Moses, I can't answer this. Moses like, I can't answer this anymore. And then he got to wait the next day. And who knows that the next day Moses will move to a different place. And then maybe, you know, he, that person can't, you know, it's not like they could record like who's the next person. And, you know, they had to start this line all over again. And Jethro sees this and is like, this is, what are you doing? Why are they, why are you doing all this? And Moses responds in verse 15, because the people came to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute it comes to me and i judge between a man and his neighbor and make known the statutes of god and his law so his response is like this is my job basically i just I answer questions humble but yet f- foolish in what was going on he's doing the right thing but in a in a very impractical way verse 17 moses father-in-law said to him the thing you are doing is not good now Having a, uh, um, you know, I understand that sometimes like fa- like father-in-laws and sons, usually they don't get along because like, just imagine what it's like. Like, uh, yeah, I think naturally people tend to not listen to their in-laws because they think like, hey, you can't run my life. And these are the most rare instances where it's like, this is actually good and sound advice. So it's just a principle for some of you. Uh, when your in-laws sometimes tell you something, it might actually be beneficial for you. Hear them out. And this is what Moses was doing. Verse eighteen: You will surely wear out both yourself and these people who are with you, for the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you counsel, and God be with you. You be the people's representative before God, and you bring the truth to God. Then teach them the statutes and laws, and make them known to them, the way in which they are to walk and the work they are to do. Furthermore, you are you shall select out of all the people. Able men who fear God, men of truth, who those who hate dishonest gain, and you shall place these over them as leaders of thousands of hundreds of fifties and of tens. let them judge the people at all times, and let it be that every major dispute will they will bring to you, but every mind dispute they themselves will judge, so it will be easy for you, and they will bear the burden with you. so this is the idea that like you find you train different people and they help you do the job but like you don't have to answer every single question teach people enough so that they can answer some of the, the smaller disputes but if there's a big issue that you can't answer then that's what they could answer them verse 23 if you do this thing and god so commands you then you will be able to endure and all these people will go to their place in peace this again very sound advice here Verse 20, so Moses listened to his father in law and did as he said. Moses chose able men out of Israel and made them heads over the people, leaders of thousands of hundreds, of fifties and of tens. They judged the people at all times. The difficult dispute they would bring to Moses, but every minor dispute they themselves would judge. Then Moses obeyed his father in law Pharaoh, and he went his way into his own land. So again, this is <laughs> excuse me, this is very fascinating in terms of the principle that he gave them this advice and how he can Delegate and divvy of the works. So that Moses can't do everything because he will, he will, he will kill himself uh, having to do all of the all of these things. And you can see the principle in in ministry as well. When we think about ministry, ministry is not something that can only be done by one person. In our body of Christ, we need everyone, and like even. You know, I've said in the, in the hierarchy of our church is usually the pastors and leaders they they teach so that people can be equipped to do the work of the ministry this means that the pastors aren't supposed to do everything they're just supposed to do one thing and that is to teach people so that they can do the ministry effectively that's what we're going to look at this week we're going to look at we um, we're going, to, uh, we're going to look at the, the principles and how to apply this so that it, and when we think about the context of our church um, that we can hopefully apply this whether you are the leader or you're one of those uh, individuals that that the leader chose to do ministry uh, or you're delegating to other people whatever you are um, see this as a good wise principle from the word of god how we can do ministry together and effectively so that uh, we don't wear ourselves out that we continue to do things for the glory of god i look forward to the study this week and i hope that you you will as well thank you for listening take care have a good Monday.